coincidentally saving lives with my content. Just wanted to let you know that your stream saved my life. I was in a coma for four years straight. One day my nurse came in the room and turned your stream on. Miraculously, I woke up just so I could turn that trash off. Joke, love your stuff, Dvapa love. Thank you, dude. It's funny, um, I have received messages with messages along the, that line were apparently serious. Like, I guess if you're gonna reach millions of people, then statistically speaking, there's gonna be someone who's gonna be in a situation where they're about to do something really stupid and, you know, take their own life or whatever, and you upload a video and they're like, oh, watch this video then, and they don't end up doing it, you know? The last message I received was, I was going through my Instagram DMs because I'd received endless DMs and I never checked the DMs over all the time I've had Instagram. But I'm like, oh, you know, I've got some free time and I've now turned off my DMs. So there's no more DMs coming in. So I may as well just go through the ones that I've been sent before. And uh, I would like posts from people who said something nice or whatever um, and occasionally respond and ignore the ones that were just bullshit. And uh, so a dude DMs me later on Discord. And he's like, oh, man, I was, I was, you know, end of my rope kind of thing. And uh, you're liking my post on Instagram distracted me, you know, for a while and, and stuff. And I started thinking about YouTube and your content and stuff. And it gave my friend time over to save my life, to come over and save my life. And I'm just like, like, I didn't, I didn't really do anything, you know? And it's, uh, but it's, it's just weird to know that those situations can happen just because you can reach so many people, you know? Like, I always just, uh, just try and give, send some nice vibes towards these people. It's a weird responsibility in a way to reflect on sometimes that you have the ability to make a person's day or destroy it with just a mere utterance or whatever, just because you've reached that many people, you know? Did Dream actually cheat? Um, it's the only, so Carl Jobs was the only person who spent the time to actually track down and investigate Dream's claims from his document. And the evidence does suggest that while Dream's uh, game was modified, Dream seems to have been unaware about it. The abridging of that to be Dream admitted to cheating is, it's not accurate. I'd like to thank the sponsor of this video, Skillshare, which is an online learning community where millions come together to take the next step in their creative journey, with thousands of inspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including film and video, graphic design, web development, animation, productivity, and more. It includes a combination of video lessons and class projects to fit every schedule and skill level. Members get unlimited access to thousands of inspiring classes with hands-on projects and feedback from a community of millions, and most can be done in under 60 minutes. If you're looking for a place to start, I recommend Learn Premiere Pro and Edit, a how-to video for beginners, taught by Haliz Navais, who is a digital storyteller and video producer. She does a great job at giving a quick overview of Premiere's interface, offering enough detail to give the user an idea of the main tools, but without overwhelming them with the full capabilities of the program. Skillshare is curated specifically for learning, meaning there are no ads, and they're always launching new premium classes, so you can stay focused and follow wherever your creativity takes you. The first thousand of my subscribers to click the link in the description will get a free trial of premium membership so you can explore your creativity. Thanks again Skillshare for sponsoring this video. Where is my Doki Doki Literature Club footage? When did you play Doki Doki Club? I can't wait for the upload. Uh, a long time ago to the point where the footage is not very good. Uh, I'd have to work on it and it would take me three days 
if I use the original edit that a person made for it, like a solid nine hours a day. It's, it's a very tough edit because sometimes I clicked through before the text had finished scrolling or I was reading fast and the text was scrolling and stuff. So I need to like half freeze the frame so that the frame stays there and the person doesn't move. I have to use masking and stuff. It's a, it's a very complicated edit and it just, uh, I don't think it would do well enough to justify the time, you know. Loki felt a bit rushed. You like Loki and Sylvie's relationship, but some people seem to hate it, which is weird. I thought the relationship they shared was fine. It just seemed very, very quick because it, there was only a few episodes or whatever. And Loki's redemption seemed really, really, really quick as well, considering that, you know, he's been a mischievous, evil guy for thousands of years. And then just in the course of seeing him fail or whatever, he just 180s. So that aspect and their relationship, they were both rushed. I mean, if, if you met yourself from another universe, I suppose you would see them so much as a kindred spirit. Um, a person who has gone through the same trials and stuff that you've gone through and, and all that jazz. Trying to remain calm towards modders and DDoSers in GT Online. Chat, it's very hard when I continuously get kicked out of uh, GT Online and I get DDoSed and stuff. And uh, it's very hard not to react on stream because you don't want to give the person kicking you off what they want, you know? But every time I tried to get in and uh, and stop me from being fucked with his mod menu or whatever. That kind of gave him what he wanted, right? Because clearly he was wasting my time and stuff. That's why I only usually like to have one go at it and then immediately leave. But today I had to test some security measures to hopefully stop mod menu people from fucking with me. But if they... They can just DDoS me though. Even when I can protect myself from their mod menu. Right now I, I shouldn't be able to fuck with, with mod menus, but uh, DDoSing I can't stop which is unfortunate. Uh, when it comes out on PS5, maybe I'll uh, do online stuff there, but without keyboard and mouse, it's just bleh. My chill stream games that make for bad YouTube content. What I really want to do also is play um, Dark Souls 2, honestly. I am so not bored of speedrunning GT5. Speedrunning GT5 is all I want to do, but it's more taxing mentally, and there's so much more preparation that I have to do for it. I shouldn't be playing these games. I should be... Uh, completing my editing work, completing Doomsday, playing Max Payne 2, even Half-Life 1 would be better. Um, these are the games I should not be playing. I, I just want to finish them so then I never have to play them again, you know. On my days when I'm sad, these are the games I like to play because they're not taxing. Like, there's just out there, there's tons of unique, interesting games that I could be playing that would actually make content for YouTube and people will actually want to watch. But instead, I play Slay the Spire and Noiser because they're games I already know and enjoy, you know? Really what I should do in the future is when I feel sad, just be like, I get on stream and be like, look guys, give me a game. I will buy it and I will play it, you know? I enjoyed HOM 3, but HOM 3 requires uh, a lot more knowledge um, to play well, and it's PVP and very time consuming. An advantage speedruns have for YouTube content. There's this principle in online content of stakes where any video that has some sort of stakes in it traditionally does better than a video that doesn't have stakes. So if I win, I get X amount of money or I have to give up X amount of thing. And speedruns are really great for putting in stakes because you can see at any given time at the time it tick up and stuff and you're trying to beat a time and stuff. Weed and schizophrenia. I do not smoke weed. 
only because it's illegal. Like, if I could uh, have some around, I might. I don't know. So, like, when I was in uni, it was still a debated question whether or not there was any sort of causal relationship between weed and forms of psych psychosis, you know, like schizophrenia and stuff. Um, but I think in the... How long has it been now? Almost five years since then. Uh, people are suggesting that if you're at risk of schizophrenia and stuff, then uh, it kind of exacerbates it and makes it more likely. Because, like, what weed affects in the brain is kind of the part of the brain that uh, people with schizophrenia have issues with. Basically, if you have poss uh, the possibility of uh, some ment mental issues or whatever, you you're taking weed is uh, going to make them more likely. And uh, I've had weed in the past, man. It's not really done much for me. Like, as in, like, I've clearly been affected by it, but I, I, have, I don't remember the experiences as being like, Whoa, amazing, dude, i got to have more of that immediately. It's just a thing. So if I had some, I'd probably uh, keep some around the house or whatever. Like, if it, like if it wasn't illegal or whatever. And uh, maybe partake in it once a year or something, but it's never super chat with me. Gladys Berejiklian's main focus is Premiere of New South Wales. What's happening in Sydney right now? Uh, we have a premier whose only real interest is, is, is in serving business interests. Um, to the detriment often of the wider population. And uh, her priorities being what they were caused her to make very dumb decisions in terms of protecting us from uh, the outbreak of COVID. Yeah, that's basically it in a nutshell. Very accurate statement about the premier. I, I mean, I, I think she's pretty blatant with it. I think. Hasn't she made public statements before in regards to being a premier for the business, businesses or whatever? I don't know. How Australia went with COVID and how things changed. We did very good with COVID for a time. So I've, I've talked about this before. Because we had had the bushfires just before COVID happened, um, our tourism had dropped like 50% or something. So when COVID happened, there wasn't a lot of, by comparison to normal, travel between Australia and other countries. We are, we have low population density and we're way away from everywhere anyway. When the outbreak happened, uh, we were never at huge risk of shitting, shit hitting the fan, right? And so for that reason alone, we were fine for a while. But uh, people grow complacent. This new Delta variant is apparently um, more susceptible to transmission. And uh, as with every country, there was politics surrounding it and stuff and people taking credit for different things or saying this is right and this is wrong and not wanting to change from that else to they would look like they were um you know wishy-washy or, or a hypocrite or whatever because uh, a lot of what um gladys did who's our, our premier is she um was very critical of other states like oh they can't handle their shit like we can handle it and uh even though she at one point led in a boat with a bunch of COVID on it because nonsense but um and so she's like, oh, we don't need lockdowns. We got responsible people here, not like those other states. Uh. And then uh, now we've had to go into these super hard lockdowns because no one in the state can act responsibly. Um, she's had to uh, eat her words, but is still acting all smug and shit like she's better than anyone. I, 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 I'm not a fan of the premiere, but it's just... Uh, like, I, I can't pretend that I'm a person who is receiving uh, information from every source, right? As in, uh, I, I have people who give me information about my state who have their slants, and uh, I can't tell you, I, I can't claim to be the ultimate arbiter of uh, truth on the matter. It's just, uh, she has never come across to me as a particularly good premier, um, and her interests don't particularly align with mine.
Australia's vaccine rollouts and businesses determining elections. Oh, yeah, that's the one we have in UK. Everyone has had the jab first. I mean, dude, we uh, our vaccine rollout in Australia was the worst of any developed country. When the UK was at like, what, 50% or something, we were at 5%. Um, again, because of the incompetence of... So the politics in Australia, for me, it's... Well, it's going to tell you who I vote for, but like, there are two parties. There's one that serves the business interests, the, uh, the status quo, um, those who own the media apparatus, and those who do that less. This first group can be amazingly incompetent, but it doesn't matter as long as they do what they need to do for the invested business interests in the media enterprise, right? As long as they're doing that, their coverage will always be amazing. The other group won't even be talked about unless it's in a negative light. Um, the only way the other party ever gets in is when the first party fucks up so badly that even the businesses are like, dude, these guys are really fucking incompetent. You know, like uh, over the course of our history, I think one party has been in power 70% of the time, and that's the coalition. It's every election is theirs to lose. All they have to do is say the right things to, you know, 20 people who own most of the things in Australia and they win. And that's about it. Like literally our entire fucking country was on fire and our prime minister fucked off to Hawaii for a holiday. And you won't, and you're like, well, that just sinks his career, right? No, now he's, he's still fine. He's still there. He's, he's probably going to win another election too. It's just like, to, to lose when you're serving the business interests, you have to really fuck up in a way that fucks with their interests, right? Like, you, you might question, for example, why is it bad just to serve the business interests, right? Even if you, even if you want to believe that um, businesses always have pro-social desires or whatever, like, the businesses that exist now, their interests now aren't necessarily aligned with the interests of where the country should move in the future, right? It can be entirely possible that a decision on the federal level needs to be made that might negatively impact the businesses now for future businesses that are gonna arise, right? Innovate and change for the future. And if, if all you're doing is serving the present status quo business interests, you, you will never develop and change into the future. You will grind the same uh, sort of system into oblivion and and never move on to be better bigger and better things you know it's like australia very much so in in a very good position to be the leader on renewables and it's just like yeah but that's gonna hurt the profits of uh the fossil fuel industry right now so let's not do that let's just cut subsidies and, and whatnot and and have them be disputed and it's eh, i don't know it, I, don't, I don't like politics in my country man I don't think people as a whole are short-sighted. I mean, you can argue it took time, but like, is there many countries where the majority don't want people, want government to take some action on climate change? But of course, some action is always, it depends on how you ask the question. It's like if you ask, should the government's main goal to be to limit carbon emissions irrespective of harm to the economy? The answer is gonna be like, Overwhelming majority, no. That, 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 that shouldn't be the government's role. But if you just said, hey, the government should take an interest in investing in things that reduce carbon emissions, you'll get like 80% in, like I say, Australia or, or whatever. Um, the strategic distraction of nuclear power. The issue with current alternatives that aren't nuclear is they're not as efficient in either delivery or power or making in the first place. 
like clearly the 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 world isn't in a position where the bare minimum of power is being made by uh, fossil fuels, right? It's not, we're not even anywhere close to that. Clearly there's a substantial amount of power generation that can move on to renewables without any issue. And certainly considering that uh, renewables are a newer technology, the, um, there is far more room for development in those areas than there is in um, other forms of power generation, right? So the more it gets adopted, the cheaper it is to build, the more techniques are developed, the more money invested into it, the better it's going to be. Like, if you want to keep a little bit of fossil fuels or whatever to, uh, um, as excess or whatever, go fucking nuts, but we're clearly not in that position right now. It's unfortunate that one of the worst things about nuclear is just that it's... So, what happens is, uh, fossil fuel companies go, oh shit, people really like renewables, um, and if there's ever, like, a conclusion to this debate, then we're, we're really going to be fucked. Uh, I know, you guys hate nuclear, but it's it's also an alternative. Let's discuss the alternative of nuclear and renewables for the rest of time. And then it just goes on and on, people bickering backwards and forwards, and the fossil fuels just, <laughs> making more money. Every day that someone's like, well, uh, we could just uh, use the nuclear instead of the, the uh, renewables. Uh, and they just feed more into that discourse just to keep people debating that, because the the... The public sentiment on fossil fuels is done. There was a point where they tried to um, revamp uh, fossil fuels. Remember clean coal? Complete nonsense, a complete lie, but they tried to revamp that. They lost that fight. So now they've moved on to nuclear as a, um, as a distraction talking point away from just moving into renewables. Discord DMs. Uh, curious how often you read your direct messages in Discord? I always read them. I respond to any that makes sense to respond to. The people who say, hi, how are you? Or they ask some random stupid question or something, I don't tend to respond to. The person says something nice or has an intel- Hey, another health increase. Or has a intelligent question, I answer those. But like, you never want to advertise too strongly that you answer DMs, because that just causes a bunch of, to be frank, idiots to send you random messages. In general, you want some way to contact you that people who really actually need to contact you will be able to find. But it's not so easily accessible that uh, just anyone who wants to go, hey man, will uh, actually share a message at you. It's funny because I'm sure a lot of people who say hi to me might actually have something that they want to tell me. But you got to open with that, you know. Should we ban donations to politicians? Banning donations to politicians so they can't be bribed effectively? Wouldn't that mean? Okay, so let's say in in a world where. Politicians literally can't get funding from anywhere. Let's just, any donation cannot go to a politician. Uh, this will mean that the only people who can effectively run for office are those who are independently wealthy. The people who can pay people uh, with their own funding to become politicians. And that doesn't seem like a better world. There's this great video by Knowing Better that talks about campaign funding and how it's not something like, oh, we just need to change this one law. Like, every form of political funding has issues, right? And it's very hard to have a uh, a system that's, uh, I don't know, like purely based on merit or some shit, right? Yeah, uh, whatever that would be in politics, I don't know. But, um, yeah, certainly just banning donations is not, um, really a great way of doing it, I don't think. And then it becomes a question of, what is a donation really? So, like, if I wanted to spend time putting pamphlets around my neighborhood 
saying, vote for this politician. Is that a donation? I mean, what's my time worth? 20 bucks an hour? I mean, I'm, I'm giving him labor. And you're like, well then, well that's not a donation. Okay then, so what if I hired 10 people to do that? Of my money, uh, is that a donation? What if I bought ads for a particular political, a person political, right? A, a person I wanted to get elected. Is that a donation? It's not really. And then if you put a cap on that, how do you put a cap on that? And uh, and and what kind of cap? And how do you, how do you monitor like people independently using their time and money to get another person elected? Yeah, I've heard in Britain they have uh, some interesting rules in regards to uh, there's only a certain amount that can be spent on a political campaign, and they get public funding, and a certain amount of uh, airtime on the TVs or something. Seemed fairly good. System is corrupt and full of loopholes. Yeah, it, like, that's the thing. There's there's always going to be loopholes. It's just which system is better, you know? It's it's never a question of can you stop all of something? It's can you reduce it to a degree that it's tolerable? Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.